0: Welcome back. Yes, it is the first episode of our second season. You know, we took a short break from podcasting to focus on our membership program, and now we're back. We also got to enjoy our summer a little bit. I went on my honeymoon. Congratulations.
1: Thanks. I took some much needed time off, and it was really awesome, but now, well, let's be real. It's not so easy to get back into the swing of things.
0: Well, I'm glad to hear you say that because you're certainly not alone. We all struggle when we come back from time off, you know, a vacation or a holiday, and you'll probably be surprised to learn that it's not because you lack discipline and self-control. You know, the resistance is real and it's actually rooted deep into our biology, which is exactly why it's really hard to establish new habits and routines in the first place. So let's dive in and solve the problem and let's get you back on track.
1: Yes, please. Let's do it.
0: Okay, well today, you're going to learn why it is so hard to get motivated and establish new healthy habits and routines, and why so many of us struggle to get back in the swing of the routines we had going strong before we took time off. And finally, most importantly, I'm going to give you some tips to help get you going again with healthy habits and routines. My name's Emerson Lee,
1: And I'm AJ, and you're listening to Ovia Weight Loss and Wellness. I'm really interested in this topic of habits and routines. I know for a lot of us, it's easy to initially start something new, but the challenge is in sustaining it, repeating it day after day, and keeping it going. And then you take a vacation or a long break, like I just did this summer, and it's
0: all wiped away. It can feel almost impossible to return to regular life. Yeah, you know that's right. I think you perfectly frame the problem so many of us face when it comes to habits and routines. So why is it so difficult for me to maintain and
1: restart my healthy habits when it takes no thought or effort at all to sustain
0: my unhealthy habits? Okay, well, let's dive right in. And I'm gonna explain more about why the healthy habits and routines are more difficult because it's real, all right? And let's start with a closer look at routines. By definition, a routine is a pattern that we follow and repeat, and routines matter, okay? We all intuitively know that what we repeat adds up, and over time, these actions accumulate into an outcome. Sure, that's how we get results. So why is it so hard to find the motivation to get started? Well, there are two main reasons why it's difficult to start any new routine. First, a routine requires disruption and
1: interruption. Okay, wait a minute. What exactly do I need to disrupt or interrupt when starting a
0: new habit? Okay, well every one of us has a routine or a pattern of some sort, healthy or unhealthy, conscious or unconscious, okay? Even if you think you're on autopilot, you know, guess what, autopilot is a pattern and routine too. So that's why a new routine requires disruption and interruption, okay? A change will disrupt the current autopilot pattern. Okay, so give me a real life example. Let's say I wanna start exercising. Okay, well, what type of exercise are you currently doing? None. I want to start. Okay, so then you're disrupting the pattern and routine of no physical activity, which is why most people will immediately say, I don't have time. Oh, why? Because we all live busy lives, and the hours in your day pass by as if they're already allocated. And that's why your day to day schedule will always appear completely full, like you're too busy. Well, you got to find time. Yeah, it's really about carving out the time. Okay, the key is to really examine the way you spend your time and prioritize the new activity. You know, when I'm coaching a new member who's struggling with finding the time, I always tell them to first check, you know, how much time are you spending on social media and all the other phone apps? Yeah,
1: I had to set limits on my social media apps because they're a total time suck for me.
0: Yeah, (laughs) me too.
1: So the disruption and interruption is in the schedule in that case. So what about like healthy eating? Let's say I want to start a new routine and eat healthier
0: meals. Well, that interruption happens on a few levels. Maybe shopping for groceries in advance is something new where you're now needing to plan and prepare food at home in advance, which takes time, okay? But with eating healthier, there's also the consideration of cravings. You have to interrupt and disrupt routine eating, relief, and reward eating too. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. In season one, we covered this topic in more detail. It was episode seven, Hunger versus Cravings.
1: Yeah. Be sure to give that a listen. Uh, It really points out that the easiest thing to do is to let whatever else is happening in that moment become the priority. And instead, we should interrupt and
0: disrupt the pattern in order to enforce the new healthy routine. Exactly. Yeah. So let's be clear. Okay. The new routine requires reprioritizing your time and establishing a more deliberate schedule, which will initially feel disruptive, okay, because there's a real interruption of your existing patterns and routines. So all this is to say, be patient, persistent, and kind to yourself. Change takes time. Sure, but before my vacation, I had figured
1: all that out. I was prioritizing fitness by going to the rock climbing gym a few times each week, and I was grocery shopping, planning, and preparing healthy meals. But now, after a few weeks away, coming back, why is it so hard to slide into that schedule
0: and routine again? Let me explain more about how this works. You know, if you've been on a vacation and it's been a while, then you've adapted, acclimated, and adjust it to a new easier pattern where there's less demand okay maybe you're not on a set schedule and you're probably doing less work and maybe you have less responsibility and accountability all right you're doing things like sleeping in eating more maybe being less active yeah that's for
1: sure i think it's totally normal to feel bummed to return to real (laughs) responsibilities yeah that's true
0: okay and you know if you think about it the responsible habits are always the healthy ones right oh yeah for sure all right well this adaptation to the new easier pattern is normal. And that's because this is all working at a biological level. You know, as for going back to the gym, humans are wired for low energy expenditure, which means our body and our brain prefer to maintain autopilot routines where we can conserve energy for more crucial survival situations like, you know, when we needed to run to escape a predator or, you know, hunt for food. Wow. So it's really that primal. Yeah, it is. And especially when we experience a disruption or an interruption, our natural tendencies are, you know, our brain and body, they're going to reliably resist to try to do whatever's easiest. And that's why the brain... Likes routines that are easy, comfortable, and on autopilot. And you've probably heard people say, you know, we're all creatures of habit. Yeah. And it sounds like we're creatures of
1: whatever habit or routine is the easiest.
0: Yeah, we are. That's actually right. You know, the brain wants to return to predictable, known, and comfortable. You know, what it can anticipate is comfortable, you know, and the brain really finds comfort in autopilot, you know, which brings us to the next main reason why new routines are so difficult to establish. All right. All humans are wired to seek pleasure and avoid pain. Okay. Again, we haven't evolved all that much from our biology that drives us to seek comfort and do what feels good. Okay. And that's naturally intended to help us survive which is why we look to seek comfort and avoid pain. Is that why I don't feel like cooking and I'd rather just relax
1: and have it delivered?
0: Yes, it is. That makes sense.
1: And I'm thinking it's also why I probably want the feel-good comfort food and not a salad, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I'm glad you brought that up because remember the three reasons why we eat? Reward, relief, and routine. Yes, and for a quick review, you know, here are some examples of eating for reward. I mean, that includes eating for pleasure, okay? Eating for relief includes the comfort foods you mentioned, and eating for a routine is a habit, you know, after work, school, or snacking, you know, sitting on the couch and watching TV. You know, the point is we all default to these three reasons no matter what the context, okay? Even if we're on vacation or there's a holiday or we're living our normal day-to-day lives, we all eat for one of those three
1: reasons. And that's not to say that real hunger isn't a part of that list. It's in relief, relief from real hunger.
0: Yes. So now take what we know about our natural human default tendencies for pleasure and comfort and the three reasons why we all eat and put it all into the context and tie it together, Okay. So let's say you're on vacation or you're celebrating a holiday. Why do you think you're eating? (laughs) Uh, for
1: fun, because the food is great. So it's reward, pleasure. Yes,
0: exactly. Holidays, you know, also include some of those traditional home-cooked favorite foods, you know, the comfort foods. So you're also eating out of reward and relief. That's right. And now let's say in the context of a life change, you know, a new baby, change in job, you know, why do you think you're eating then? Relief from stress. Yeah. Okay. So it's easy to see why in the context of life's ups and downs, our natural default is to eat more and move less. All right. So this all brings us to the next point. Okay. Healthy routines are about having a foundation. To come back to okay it's something that you've established as to what you do most of the time regularly on repeat okay it's not about perfect compliance or perfection these routines are there to provide the roadmap and the foundation for how you live your life most days okay and they're that northern star that you follow and you always return to even if you've drifted off course a little bit okay but they certainly aren't intended to be every day all the time no matter what Yeah, life's unpredictable. There will always be twists and turns. That's right. You need to be able to go with the flow sometimes and not layer in unrealistic expectations of perfect compliance. Okay, One of the big reasons why it's so difficult and challenging to maintain our routines around eating and food is because when we aim for perfect compliance or perfection with no interruptions and disruptions, We don't leave any room for the unexpected, Okay, There's no fun, no pleasure. And if that's the case, well, then you're going to fail every time, all right? And healthy eating and healthy routines will seem impossible because we'll always feel guilty or you know feel like a failure. And that's no way to live.
1: Right. You've taught me that it's not about perfection, which is why I don't beat myself up when the healthy meal I've planned isn't always what I feel like eating, or the exercise isn't what I feel like doing. I just want to make an effort to stick to the healthy
0: routine most days. That's great. I think that's fabulous. And, you know, that's how healthy routines are designed to work. And I'd say when it comes to healthy eating and food, it's the awareness that I dial into most, okay? I stop and I think about why am I eating? Is it reward, relief, or routine? Okay, so give us an example. Okay, when it comes to eating and food, my foundational healthy routine is to have Good foods, handy, prepared, you know, easy to grab and go, you know, heat and eat, okay? Now, before I knew all the reasons why we eat, I'd get a craving or I'd want something that wasn't on my plan and I'd try to ignore it and I'd remind myself that those options aren't part of my plan and I'd basically tell myself, you can't have that stuff, you don't get to eat it you're going to eat healthy.
1: Right, I think we've all told ourselves that we can't have something. I hear people refuse food all the time
0: saying like, no thanks, I'm trying to be good. Yeah, exactly. And that type of thinking will always lead you know, to where you're feeling deprived, frustrated, you know, and like a failure for even having the cravings in the first place, okay? And that's why we wanna move away from the idea that food holds moral value. It doesn't, only nutritional value. Yes, exactly. And, you know, it makes sense to reframe our thinking around food. You know, it's not good or bad, all right? You're not being good or being bad, you know, on vacation, you know, while you're eating what you want to be eating. We need to think of food for what it is. It's nutrition. It's sustenance, okay? So look at the food that you want and think to yourself, what type of fuel is this and why do I want it? And then you can pause and recognize that it's most often your primal drive that's pushing you towards these unhealthy foods. I have to stop and think is this craving for reward, relief, or routine? Yeah. You know, and here's an example of what happens to me when I get back from vacation. A lot of times I notice I'm hungry more often and I want to eat at all sorts of unusual times too, okay? And I know that it's likely because it's a routine that my body's become adjusted and acclimated to, okay? My body wants food it's habitually become used to and I don't necessarily need to eat and fuel with food, okay? At that point, I'm going to go ahead and snooze the hunger with water And if the hunger still persists, then I'll eat real healthy food. Oh, yeah. On the honeymoon, we were
1: eating more frequently. And when we came home, I noticed that I was hungry more often, too, throughout the
0: day. Right. You know, that awareness that you have, that's first. Okay. That's the first step. You notice the hunger or the desire to eat. And then the next step is to pause and identify why. Okay. And in this case, why do you think you were hungry more often? So maybe routine? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And this is what I provide my members. I give them a hunger checklist to help them identify true hunger or why they might be feeling hungry because there are so many different things that could be driving your need to eat. Right. You've helped me identify so many things that trigger my real
1: hunger. I had no idea that eating certain foods can trigger what you call refeed hunger Or that I get hungry between meals because food with low nutritional value won't truly sustain me. If you're listening to this podcast and want Emerson's personal guidance, go to our website, OviaWellness.com. Emerson has so, so, so much more information on every topic we discuss on this show. But on top of all of that info, as a member, you get her as a coach. She guides you through the content, checks in on you, discusses your personal struggles, and hand tailors the coaching experience to you personally. Check it out at oviawellness.com. That's O V V I A wellness.com.
0: Thanks, AJ. You know, and I don't want to pass by this point too quickly, okay? I want you and our listeners to know that when you pay attention to why your body and brain want to eat, then it pulls away all those feelings of shame, guilt, and blame, okay? You know. You're human, all right? It's not about lack of self-control. It's about being human, all right? Listen, I'm not perfect, and I don't expect to be perfect either. What matters most is that I know the difference between my primal drive and my healthy routine, and I don't indict myself for wanting to drift off course. I just know it's natural and normal. And even when I do give in, that's okay. There's always the next right choice or the next meal, all right? The key is don't delay. Don't wait until Monday to start a return to your healthy foundation. Start right away, the next meal, or maybe it's the next day, okay? But get right back on track as soon as you can. Your body and your health depend on it. Yes, I do know that from everything I've
1: learned, which is exactly why I wanted to jump back in. Yay, that's great. Okay, so if I'm adding up everything we've talked about today, it sounds like our primal default is to do whatever's easiest or what feels good move less and obviously eat more.
0: Yeah, exactly. And as funny as that sounds, it's really, really true. Okay. And that's why most diet and weight loss programs tell you it's all about self-control when in fact, it's really about self-awareness. Okay. Which is More than just knowing your own personal tendencies and preferences, it's really more about knowing how your body works at a human level, okay, because then it doesn't become so much about you being guilty, wrong, or bad. Now it's about knowing what you're working with at a biological level and better understanding how nature's programmed your body and your mind so then you can work with it instead of against it. It's really helped me
1: remove shame and guilt from myself when I'm being, like, lazy. Mm-hmm. I'm not being lazy. Nothing's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. I no longer fight my urges, and instead I listen to them. I identify them, and I can make deliberate decisions when to power through and when to give in. If anything, I feel more in control now than I ever had before.
0: That's fantastic. <laughs> That's exactly why when you update and change what you know, then you can allow the awareness to inform you, all right? Now you know why you probably don't feel like doing the healthy routine, but you can also know why the responsible action is to do it anyway. And that's why I like to say, when you change what you know, then it's easier to change what you do and change your body too. Right, because whatever routine we repeat adds up and accumulates over time into results. Yes, and the result we want is good health, which is why we need to stay on the healthy routine. Okay, so now let's shift into the tactical steps that you need to take to either reboot or establish new healthy routines. Sound good? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to point to three key things. My first tip is establish the right environment. All right, you need to set the stage that you want to succeed, which means that you need to get your space and place in order. Why is that your first tip? Okay, well, because environment influences our behavior. Remember we said that your body and your brain want to default to what's easy and comfortable and convenient? Yeah, Okay. Well, that's why, you know, when it comes to food, the default is typically, you know, convenience foods, fast food, or even junk food. You're going to go with what's easy versus what's best. Okay. So if you come home and your space is in chaos, then overwhelm is going to set in and it's going to drive your brain towards comfort seeking foods. So now that you're back from your trip or vacation, the first thing you want to do then is unpack the luggage the same day you come home. All right. Then you want to go grocery shopping within 24 hours and get the healthy foods back in the house and maybe even do some food prep. So you kind of need to plan on having a day dedicated to reset after you come home. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's a great strategy. Okay. And in the case of a holiday, you know, now that that holiday is over, here's the strategy to reestablish your environment. Okay. Okay. Send the leftovers home with your guests or give them away to neighbors or take them into the office and share them, okay? The goal is to only keep enough for maybe one more meal and that's it. And if you have any candy, cookies, or other treats, get all that out of the house too, all right? Remember, if you have it in your house, when you want pleasure or reward and you want to feel good, your body and your brain will both reliably dive right in.
1: I've been guilty of even eating sweets I'm not really fond of just because the craving strikes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What do you go for? I don't know. I always seem to surprise myself. (laughs) Is it something like chocolate? You know, something that you wouldn't normally go for? Well, no, I'm not that picky normally when it comes to like chocolate and things. Um, It's just like it it varies. It's like it's always something that's not gross. It's just not good. (laughs) Okay, so what exactly are we talking about here? OK, so like uh, eating my husband's trail mix just because there are M&Ms in it.
0: Oh, yeah. I've done that before. Um, I would just actually pick out the chocolate and I leave all the rest of it behind.
1: <laughs> I believe that because you picked out all the marshmallows of my Lucky Charms when I was a kid. <laughs> I did. I yeah.
0: love those little marshmallows. Oh, yeah. Actually, I did, too.
1: I- <laughs> it's the best part I of still- the cereal.
0: Yeah, I still love those marshmallows. Actually. Oh my gosh. They are I, the best imagine heart. the tr- <laughs> like
1: heartbreak being 8 years old pouring a bowl of cereal and it's all rice puffs. <laughs> None of the, th- the stuff that you actually want.
0: That's a lot of trauma. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> No lucky and no charms. (laughs) Feeling unlucky with no charms. (laughs) Yeah, that's the unlucky. That's unlucky cereal. I'm so sorry. Well, you know what? Actually, (laughs) I'm so glad you brought that up because it's totally normal. All this, maybe not the lucky charms, okay? But it's totally normal to have this primal drive regarding cravings because... A craving is a push towards a substance like sugar. And those marshmallows, by the way, are total sugar. Okay. Oh, surprise. So it's a substance. Yeah. It's a substance like sugar, salt, and carbs. Okay. And it's also a drive for a specific kind or type of food, which is why I was asking you about chocolate or what it is specifically. Okay. And we go into a lot more on cravings in the episode that we did in season one, Hunger versus Cravings.
1: Oh, yeah. That was episode seven. Which is even more reason to reset your pantry or fridge and get it out of the house. Yes, that's exactly why the environment reset is key. Okay, so I filled my fridge and pantry with the right foods, but I still feel my brain throwing a fit and saying, I don't want (laughs) to. And I'm reaching for my phone to get some delivery. So how do I stay motivated to stay on
0: course when my brain is fighting me at every turn? Okay. Well, initially getting started or coming back, you know, you just need to know you're not going to feel like it. Okay. Your brain and body will likely resist, but just know that that's all normal. All right. You're creating a healthy environment for your healthy routines and lifestyle by removing those obvious obstacles. And remember the motivation to be healthy and make healthy choices doesn't come to you in advance and motivate you to take action. It typically installs itself after you've taken the healthy action. Then you feel better, okay? And that's when your motivation comes. And motivation builds slowly into that positive momentum. So I shouldn't beat myself up for
1: my toddler brain insisting that we stay on vacation. (laughs) Right, okay?
0: And, you know, it's all coming from that primal source. It's not coming from you, right? There's nothing wrong with you. You're normal. Okay, so what's the next tip? All right, tip number two, sleep. Establish a set bedtime and wake time. Why? Because sleep influences other critical health factors like stress, restoration, and appetite. And when there's a deficit and you don't get enough sleep, cortisol levels increase, which then trigger an increase in hunger signals and appetite, all right? And more than just the duration or the amount of sleep, it's the predictable routine, that's important. All right. So, when you stick to the same sleep time and wake time, both get easier, which means that falling asleep and waking up get easier too. And so, sleep is an important foundation for health in general, and it really does set the stage for every other healthy routine that you're working to establish. Yeah, I knew to stay aware of my sleep schedule while out of town because of the second episode we did, Vacations and Holidays. Yeah, there's a lot of great information about how to stay on track in order to make coming back a lot easier.
1: Yeah, that episode did really help me prepare for my trip. I actually didn't have a hard time re-establishing my activity or sleep because of the
0: information in that second episode. Okay, that's great. Well, let's move on to the final tip, Okay. Third and final tip, move more. Returning home from vacation, you know, or a holiday, you want to get moving right away the next day after you return, okay? If you didn't maintain daily activity while you were away, what you want to do is aim for 50% of the duration and intensity that you had prior to the break and just keep repeating it and building your way back. You know, remember, you're not going to feel like it, which is exactly why you need to carve out the time prioritize the time and do it anyway. And that's why you give the tip to exercise first thing in the morning before any interruption
1: or disruption.
0: Yeah. And you know, if you can't do mornings, aim for a set time of day every day and commit to it. You know, listen, if you want more, I have more tips on this topic of exercise in the exercise episode and also in the accountability episode. So listen to those in season one for more details and tips. Okay, AJ, I want to wrap up with some words of encouragement. You know, Be kind to yourself. Take your time and be gentle with yourself. Implementing new habits, you know, we know it's important, but go slow and try to add or change just one thing at a time. Don't overwhelm yourself. You know, it's not about perfect compliance, okay? If all you can manage coming home from your trip is a good night's sleep, you know, that's great. (laughs) Get that rest and start fresh the next day. Like you always say, just make the next right choice. Exactly.
1: Awesome. If you'd like more information and don't want to wait until our next episode, good news, you don't have to. Our membership program is available at any time. And as a member, Emerson is your coach, providing weekly coaching and support. You'll also gain access to our extensive video library made specifically for our members that dives so much deeper into this topic and many more. For more information, be sure to check out our website at OviaWellness.com, that's ovviawellness.com. There you can find more information on our program and get our free content. And remember to follow us on social media. Emerson goes live weekly to answer your questions at ovvia wellness. That's ovvia wellness on Instagram and
0: Facebook. I hope I helped you with information to restore and establish your healthy routines because it's my job to help you change what you know so you can change what you do and change your body too. My name's Emerson Lee. And I'm AJ. And if you like what you heard, be sure to follow us or subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And please leave us a written review. It helps other people find us too. Thanks so much for listening.